Hi, welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions with me, Jen Lally. I hope you've had a good week. What's been good this week? Have a think about a few good things that have happened this week, maybe a few good things that have happened today. Even if it's been a really hard week, those small things will just engage the intelligent brain and keep you going. So I thought today I'd ask you um, a question. How are you getting on with your New Year's resolution right now? Um, Has it just gone by the wayside? Um, I did do an episode on this New Year's resolution and the science behind it, but I just wanted to readdress it because I thought it was a good time of year to do that. I did an episode. It's episode number 81 on the 11th of January last year. Um, that I did a whole episode on New Year's resolution. But so if you want to go back and listen to that, feel free. Otherwise, we'll we'll go over some of those things in today's episode and a little bit more on how things have gone on. So um, I have been really busy this January. Now, people always assume I'm busy in January, but you know what? I'm not. Historically, over the years, I've been very quiet in January. And the reason for that is because everybody is on their New Year's resolution. So everybody's doing veganuary or dry January or they're hitting the gym and they're doing all of that to improve their life and get rid of their anxiety and stress. And then by the time it gets to the end of January, when people either fall off the wagon of their New Year's resolution or they realize that going vegan is not going to alleviate their anxiety. I'm trying to put this politely. (laughs) you know, going vegan isn't going to fix their anxiety, then I get busy. So historically, I've always been quite, you know, just quieter. I've just been seeing my normal regular clients, um, but not really loads of new clients. But this year has gone crazy. So I don't know what's going on with you guys out there. But you know, I think it's brilliant that people are taking control of this uh, now. And understanding that, yeah, if I just go vegan, you know, that's not going to fix my anxiety. Um, or, or, or my stress or improve my depression or, you know, hitting the gym every day is not going to do that. Now, New Year's resolutions just, uh, they make me laugh. They're, there's a really good meme and I think it's from, is it Patsy from Absolutely Fabulous, Ab Fab, uh, showing my age now, used to come on TV. And there's a meme that I often put out. I didn't put it out this year, but I put it out normally every year saying, what what's all this new me? New year, new me rubbish. I was fabulous last year and I'll be fabulous again this year. So I don't need to do new year, new me. And that that's my philosophy. I think you can always be improving yourself. You don't need to take new year to do that. However, it is quite nice as well, isn't it? New year, new slate, right? Okay, just going to make a resolution to do that. And that's brilliant. So if you're on a new year's resolution and you're keeping it up still, great. If you've fallen off the wagon by now, um, totally understandable. And I'll explain why. So what people do when they take a New Year's resolution is they often go from one extreme to the other. So what's happened is they haven't exercised for ages, but now all of a sudden in January, they're going to hit the gym. And it's such a huge change to their habits and their lifestyle that it's not sustainable. And actually, it's just sometimes becomes just another obsession. You've gone from one extreme to the other. Now, when we're in the primitive brain, that primitive brain that takes over because you've seen a polar bear, two things happen. If you saw a polar bear, one, you would keep a check on it, wouldn't you? Is it there or is it gone? Is it there or is it gone? You would ignore everything else and you would just keep a check on it. 
And because the second reason is because the primitive brain is not an intellect, it's not very innovative, it's not very creative. So, for example, if yesterday you saw a polar bear and you ran in one direction, you ran west, let's say, because we're doing this on audio, I'm trying to describe, I'm pointing in one direction, but you can't see me. So I'll describe it. So let's say yesterday you saw a polar bear, you ran in a westward direction and you survived. Today, if you saw a polar bear, you would do exactly the same thing again. You would run in a westward direction. That is all. You would not even think about running in a different direction because you haven't got time. You've got to survive. So that worked yesterday. It's going to work today. You're not going to think, shall I run in a different direction? Shall I call someone? Shall I hide? Shall I fight the polar bear? You just think, right, that worked yesterday. I've programmed myself to do that. So I'm going to do that again. And so what we say is that the primitive brain is two things. It's obsessional. It keeps a check on the polar bear. And it's not creative. It can't think of a new way of dealing with the polar bear. So when we create a New Year's resolution, we're taking that obsession of being, say, addicted to junk food and being unhealthy. And we've now gone to the other extreme of exercise and very strict diet. Like, like I said, like going vegan or something, you know, really extreme and very strict because it's an obsession and you can't think of the space in between. You're not creative. So you've gone from one extreme to the other. That's all. So in the primitive brain, when we're not creative, it's very black and white. It's one or the other. It's all or nothing. That's all primitive brain response. So can you see with some of these New Year's resolutions, they're actually primitive brain corrections, the primitive brain responses. So someone's gone from, like I said, really bad lifestyle to absolutely really trying to keep that, you know, perfect lifestyle, that perfectionism. It's just another obsession. It's not just another sign of not being creative. And it is not sustainable. The intelligent brain has a lovely gray area where there's no nothing obsessional about it. But instead of that black and white, all or nothing, there's something in between. Now, any doctor will tell you that having, you know, an occasional takeaway or an occasional treat doesn't mean you're going to put on weight. You know, you need to be doing good things about 80% of the time and 20% of the time you can give yourself a treat. That comes from the intelligent brain. There's a lot of acceptance in the intelligent brain. And once you get into that intelligent brain, you will be able to maintain a New Year's resolution better if you let yourself off. So that New Year's resolution of going from one extreme to the other never works. And that's why it's just not sustainable. And that's why round about this time of year, uh, this time of the month in January, people start falling off the wagon. So that's why I was asking you. And I'll give you an example. So at the gym I go to, I was talking to some of the personal trainers and they said that in, in the morning they had like three or four people booked in for this personal training class at 7.30 in the morning. No one turned up. So people have got these good intentions, but if you're not used to doing that, if that's not been your lifestyle, it's not going to happen all of a sudden. And they're already starting to see people just trail off, you know, lots of bookings going on, the intentions are there, but it's not working. So the way around this is small, consistent, 
intentions is what you want. I'm going to reframe New Year's resolutions. I want that obsessional behavior and that black and white thinking to this small, consistent intentions. So we'll use our example of the gym. Like if you're not an a morning person, you know you're not going to get to the gym at 7.30. But you kind of do it because you think, right, okay, New Year's resolution, I've got to be on it, I've got to get to the gym at 7.30. If you don't like getting up in the morning anyway, it's, that's extreme. Never mind making it to the gym on a, what is currently in Edinburgh, very cold weather and very dark as well. So you've got to make those changes small and that's why you can do that all throughout the year. It doesn't have to be just in January. Are you trying to do too much all at once in January for that New Year's resolution? So layering it up one little habit at a time is good. The other thing that makes me laugh is when people go, um, they've got like a really bad diet, um, but they'll say, oh, well, you know, um, I don't eat um, bread or that kind of bread, but they eat a lot of junk food and everything else. I'm like, well, what difference is that going to make? Again, it's, you know, you're trying the other extreme. You're never going to eat bread again, but you eat junk food all the time. You've got to take those changes small and gradual. So start off one month by, you know, going to the gym, going back to our gym example, go to the gym once a week at a reasonable time. Then maybe twice a week at a reasonable time. Then if you do want to go early and you want to make that a habit, if you want to make it a habit, you will. But you don't have to go at 7.30 if you're not a morning person. However, if that's the only time you've got, you've got to try and build that up. You've got to try and work towards that. So little small intentions are what works best. Trying to do those small things, layering it up one at a time will slowly and gradually get you there. Now, if you think about this, if you work on one little habit change at the beginning of the month and then once you get used, you will start to get used to that. So initially, the change will be hard. The brain doesn't like change. So anything that you that, that is different, even if it's good for you, your brain won't like it. It flags it up as an error. It's like, oh, what's this? This is going on wrong. So let's say, for example, you start drinking more water. Now, initially, you're going to find that difficult. Like, oh, I'm always going to the loo. It's really hard. And in the winter, it's really hard. I, I don't want to drink more water. I'd rather have tea or a hot drink. Can you see that over a week or two, you could slowly build it up and you don't have to start with two liters on the first day and keep going. If you're not used to drinking that much water, start gradual, start with one liter regularly. After a couple of weeks, then take it to one and a half liters and then to two liters. By the end of the month, you'll be used to it. Now, hold on to that habit. And in the second month, start with something else, layer it up. What's the next thing you want to do? Start walking more, hitting the gym. Again, start small and build it up. Imagine where you could be 12 months from now. So New Year's resolutions really do actually feed into the primitive brain. It can become an obsession and it stops you thinking creatively. It also stops you relaxing. You become so obsessed with it and then you feel awful when it doesn't happen or it doesn't work. So those people that didn't get to the gym at 7.30 in the morning, I bet they felt horrible the rest of the day. But you know what? They should have let themselves off. They couldn't make it. But they should try and lower the bar and make it a little bit easier on themselves. Now, another time this shows up as an obsession is now, you know, these people, I know loads of these people. So do you know these people who have 
for example, I'm going to go, I'm going to use fitness again. They've been really unfit for ages. And all of a sudden they find a CrossFit or something at the gym. They get obsessed with it. They get really, really fit. And then that's all they can talk about. And they talk about it with everyone and they get you to do it. So they went from this really unhealthy person and good on them. They got really healthy. They got really fit. But then now that has just become another obsession. Now they're obsessed with staying fit. And actually, there is a term called orthorexia. I don't know if you heard of this. So you may have heard of things like anorexia. Um, but orthorexia is when people are obsessed with keeping everything absolutely perfect in the way that they eat. So really, you know, absolutely, they won't have anything, no chocolate cake, no treats, nothing like that. They're so obsessed with what they eat. And it is just another obsession, even though it, it might sound healthy to you and me, who people like me who have got a really bad sweet tooth. You know, oh, sometimes I do think, oh, I wish I could eat like those people. They just eat perfectly all the time. But you know what? It's another obsession. So you're shifting your obsession from one thing to another. If you can get to the underlying cause of that obsession, which is anxiety, anxiety is fueling an obsession, then you will be a lot more relaxed and it will be a lot more sustainable. I'll give you one last example that might make you laugh. I had a colleague once who um, said that someone had asked her if, so she does a, a lot more hypnotherapy and, and kind of techniques than I do and in her therapy. And she said that someone had asked her, oh, please, could you hypnotize me to stop eating salt and vinegar crisps? Because I'm really, I'm obsessed with them. I just eat them all the time. Just love them. I'm eating too many. Please, please just, you know, can you stop me eating salt and vinegar crisps? And my colleague said, well, obviously something's fueling this obsession. So that isn't the way that we work in solution focused work. We need to get on your anxiety. And she and the the client who was, I think was a friend actually insisted. She said, no, please, please just do this one thing for me. And she goes, okay, I can do it. She goes, yeah, I can do it. But you know, I don't recommend it. And she knew why, and you're going to hear why in a minute as well. So anyway, they went through a process where my colleague sort of went through a session and said, right, okay, you're not going to eat salt and vinegar crisps. And this was brilliant. And lo and behold, the client didn't eat salt and vinegar crisps. It was fantastic, hey? Guess what? They found salt and vinegar peanuts. And they started binging on them instead. <laughs> so can you see they just shifted one obsession to another place? And that's all we do in New Year's resolutions. I've had a few people ask me as well, oh, Jen, can you um, give me in the hypnotherapy or the and the relaxation part of our sessions, could you give me some suggestions as I'm relaxing to not eat chocolate cake? And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. You know what? You're going to find carrot cake or Victoria sponge. It's not about cake. It's about something you're obsessed with. And I don't want to stop you eating chocolate cake because, you know, I want you to Obviously, you don't want to eat chocolate cake every day. I appreciate it's an obsession. But what if, you know, I want you to have chocolate cake if it was your friend's birthday or for a treat. There's just no, nothing better than chocolate cake. So you want to be able to enjoy it. You don't want to not eat it altogether. So do not take your obsession from one thing to another. And if you see people or people try to lecture you in an obsessive way about their health journey or their New Year's resolution, or how they're obsessed with being a vegan and, and all this. I want you to just look at them and say, yes, 
you are coming from your primitive brain and I am in my intelligent brain and I'm a lot more relaxed about it as well. So there's something else fueling that obsession and it's normally anxiety or at least a, a full st- to overflowing stress bucket, which is not always obvious with people as well. People are very good at masking that, but a full to overflowing stress bucket will fuel obsessional behavior and it will keep people in the primitive brain where they're not creative for solutions. So I hope that gives you some insight into New Year's resolutions. And I hope you feel that, um, you know, this is enough to let you off. If you've fallen off the wagon of your New Year's resolutions, please don't worry about it. It just probably wasn't sustainable. Go back to the beginning and make small steps in the right direction. You've, you've learned your lesson. You can still do it. If you want a resolution that you want to do, just take small steps in the right direction. Use the solution-focused approach of visualizing the next small steps going in the right direction and just go one step at a time. Let your subconscious do the work for you and you will get there as well. Good luck. You'll be fine. If you've got any questions regarding this podcast episode or any others, please just send me a message. Take care. We'll talk about more stress bucket solutions next time. Bye for now.